We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? DFS OGs back in the house talking everything week five here in the Daily Fantasy and Betting community. I am Beer, joined as always by my boys, my OGs, Chop and Nolo coming to us remote from Las Vegas. So uh, I got to start with you, Nolo. I mean, the guy tells us he's he's at a he's at a conference, Chop. Anytime I hear Vegas, I I, I got a question. Uh, the old conference play. So. Uh, no, no. Uh, how is Vegas treating you, and uh, how was week four? Yeah, Vegas is good so far. Uh, I am here for the conference. I haven't been to the conference yet, but uh, hopefully get there before the end of the trip. Uh, week four, definitely another good one. So, um, And I saw our betting picks. Uh, it was pretty good for all of us. So, uh, yeah, pumped about that. And we filled the listener league with uh, a couple hours to spare. So, yeah, things are looking up uh, in, in the NFL world. Yeah, one of us had a very good week uh, in the bet, so we'll uh, we'll we'll save that uh, till we we get into that later. But uh, yeah, it was a pretty good week four all around. I think everybody uh, had a decent week, so we're finally getting our footing underneath us. But in DFS, you move on to the next week. So uh, chop, let's get to you. Uh, how we doing? How was week four? Doing good. Uh, week four, you know, hung in there. Tried tried to tried to not lose too much, but I was. I was I was pretty much cooked the uh, second that uh, Cordell Patterson scored his second touchdown. Once that happens, you know he's uh, he's going to end up in the winning lineups. And then you look, I looked at his ownership, and man, he was chalky. I couldn't believe he was that chalky, especially on Fanduel. And that was the second that I was destroyed in Week Four. But you know, you, you live uh, to survive another week, and maybe maybe eventually it all comes together. I won in college football, so that's I can only. That kind of makes it eases the pain a little bit. There you go. Set yourself up for Sunday a little bit. And we got NBA coming here in a couple weeks to uh, get us through the week as well. But uh, again, we are here to talk everything week five. We are presented by FanDuel. Make sure you guys get over to FanDuel.com slash OG, like Derek mentioned. Uh, it's a listener league for our our listeners of the show. Only 500 spots available. Single entry in that thing uh, with prizes at the end of the year. You can track the leaderboard at that same website. Fandle.com slash OG. We'll shout out some of the week four top performers here and take a look at that. We also have a very special promotion. We're not only going to add to the contest. You're already getting $5,000 if you win that. We're going to give away a chance for somebody to win an annual 
combo pass to Roto-Grinders Premium. We're talking about over $1,000 in value. So you're going to have to stay tuned uh, to find out how you can win that. But uh, uh, pretty exciting stuff, guys. Uh, FanDuel comes big with some money. Uh, now we're kind of digging into the Roto-Grinders pockets, coming up with even more money, but uh, a chance for a year at some premium. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll get to that. If you're out listening to the show, we want this to be interactive. The chat was awesome last week. A lot of questions uh, in that chat. So make sure uh, you guys are getting your questions in there, uh, talking this slate with us. And if you're on YouTube, make sure you do uh, all the stuff over there, the, the thumbs up, the subscribe, all that good stuff. So uh, guys, let's dig into the slate here. Unless we have anything uh, we want, we want to discuss here. I think we covered everything. Rogers ideas comes into the chat and says, I love you guys. Well, we love you too, Rogers. So kind of forward uh, so, there, Rogers. So, so, hey man, I, I like when it's just straight to the point uh, and get it on. So as you see on the screen again, fandle.com slash OG, very easy. You can play in this week's contest right there. The second tab will take you to the leaderboard to, to check how you're doing uh, over the course of the contest. But if you're new, you're not sure we're talking about single entry, uh, you know, top 10 scores will count in this thing. So you'll have drop scores. If you've missed some weeks, it's not too late to play and you're going to compete against us uh, along with some other, uh, Roto-Grinders personalities. We've seen sightings of DB 730. We've seen some Dean in there. So I'm sure there's more people lurking. So we'll get to these, the standings here. You wanna, let's look at it now, chop. You got it up here. So, uh, what do we got here? Who, who's running away with this thing? Well, the good thing is I don't think anybody's running away with it. Yeah, because you're gonna be able to make up all those points. But I was just scrolling around, seeing if uh, seeing any familiar names out there, any DBs or how where Noto stands. I don't. I know I haven't had uh, very many good weeks in the scene. Oh, the JMB, JMB. fan. He's in the house. Oh, he's a he's up there too. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been too successful in this one yet. So you don't look for my name in that top 100. Yeah, you'll be scrolling for me for a while as well. I know Noto had a good week last week, so I'm I'm waiting oh, no. to see waiting to see his name pop up here. Uh oh, I see Dean still hanging around, knocking uh, around the top fifty. Man, yeah, we we got to fix that. So, Dean Dean trying to make a run uh, to take this thing down. So, uh, Chop, scroll back up to the top. Just want to give a, a shout out here to to who's leading so far. Again, a long way to go. You know, we're on we're on what hole four of an eighteen hole playoff here. So. Uh, Chop, what does that say? It's, it's it's tough to see on my end. Which one? My my R Jimmy yeah, three. We, we got to give him a shout out here. He's leading the He's way. Leading the pack right now. My R Jimmy looks like he had a huge week last week. A one sixty six point oh two. You know, he combined a nice week with being pretty steady in the other weeks, and that that can boost you up to the top spot real quick. Yeah, I mean, he's had a solid run here, 152, 166, 166, 146. So uh, pretty solid scores all around there. So, uh, again, we'll highlight uh, some week four top performers, break down some of their lineups here uh, as we go along. But guys, let's dive into the games here. We do have our first London game uh, of the season. Uh, we'll kind of leave that one alone unless you guys have quick thoughts on that. Thursday night looks like fun. We'll have plenty of content for you over at Roto-Grinders to get you set. Uh, for that also scores and odds.com for all of your sports betting needs uh, just tons of information over there so guys any quick thoughts here on, on london i mean the jets finally get a win so you could say that for him atlanta cordero patterson just coming out of nowhere here and uh putting a monster performance on the board so just a quick 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 look at, at the london game Derek. any thoughts on this game yeah, I mean, uh, pretty low total there. Um, 
I like the Falcons passing game, though. Uh, Ryan Ridley and Pitts finally got going a little bit last week. And then you mentioned it, Zach Wilson. He looked uh, pretty good last week. So uh, maybe maybe he can get it going. Uh, really no interest in the backfields on both sides. I know Patterson's playing well. Uh, his touchdown rate's like 10% um, per touch, uh, which is kind of crazy scoring. Um, I don't think that's sustainable. So, yeah, for me, give me the passing games. And, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun to wake up and play some showdown. Yeah, this total seems too high, Chop. I mean, at 46 and a half for these two offenses, I, I kind of like the under. You know, London can always be, you know, rainy, wet, windy. You never really know. I haven't dug into the weather there, but uh, uh, two teams that, uh, yeah, Jets get a win last week, but uh, this one screams under to me. What do you got here? My first thought was, why is this, why is this game on, you know, in London on the showdown? Because I would love, Love for people to, you know, 15% Cordero one more time right. so I can get my money back because, uh, yeah, like Derek said, that's not sustainable. So uh, we're not going to get the fish this time, but uh, I think it's a Calvin Ridley breakout game. That's my that's my opinion. Yeah, that game's coming for sure. The targets have been there, only one touchdown. But uh, the Kyle Pitts eventually has got to do something too. That The Kyle Pitts game's got to be coming too. But uh, all right, let's jump into the main slate on Sunday. First game, we have Detroit. At Minnesota, Vikings minus eight and a half here, 49 and a half on the total chop. We'll stay with you here. Detroit kind of gave that game away in Chicago. Kind of a boring game there. The Bears come away uh, with a win. Minnesota, I think surprisingly, you know, a total that was in the 50s, and that game ends up 14 to seven. So maybe Cleveland's defense is better than we think. Maybe this Minnesota offense isn't as good as we think, but this certainly feels like a get right spot. Now, the big question. Is Dalvin Cook going to play? Should he play? Alexander Madison uh, look great there. But I think this is a spot you could pretty much play any of these Minnesota Vikings chop. I think you could go the passing game. Uh, if the running game gets too chalky, you run it back with, with a Swift on the other side uh, or even a Hawkinson. So I'm all over the Vikings in this one, especially whoever the running back is, uh, is in an absolute smash spot here against the Lions. Yeah, I think I think that's you know you said it is anybody from Minnesota is in play. I just it's who who do they want to go to? You're gonna have to figure out. I personally think maybe it's the Dalvin Cook, you know, three touchdown fall, falls in and vultures a couple one yarders, and all of a sudden he's on the optimal lineup. So I'm gonna lean Dalvin Cook, but Justin Jefferson, all, he's been steady, a complete wide receiver since he came into the league, and Thielen's catching touchdowns. One of those guys should have a pretty decent day. I don't think there's enough in this game because I don't think Detroit holds up their end of a shootout. So I don't think there's enough to roster like all three of these guys. Two of the three maximum. Uh, I'm going to lean towards Dalvin Cook, though, here, getting getting it done. And on Detroit side, in comeback mode, one of those running backs to get a bunch of checkdowns. I just haven't seen enough consistency from the wide receivers to want to bury a roster with. Cephas, or who I love Cephas. I wish they'd give him more run here, but uh, or Khalif Raymond. I don't want any of those guys. So running back with a, a running back that's going to catch a bunch of checkdowns and load up on the Vikings. Yep, agreed. Uh, best bet here for the game, Chop. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off here. I like the under in this game. I, I think Minnesota controls this one with the running game. Uh, I don't know how many points Chicago or Detroit's gonna be able to score here. Uh, Minnesota's defense thinks it's gonna cause a lot of issues for this offensive line. So. Uh, I'm going under. This number seemed too high. What do you got, Chop? It is a high number, and uh, I'm going to play it similar to you in that I don't think Detroit's going to be able to score very many points, so I'm going to go Minnesota because I know they can score the points. So I'll I'll take Minnesota to cover that spread. 
All right. Uh, last week was just a two-teamer, but we did hit uh, on the ones that we were on board with. So uh, we'll see what kind of card we can build last this week. But uh, Washington and I believe it was Chicago got it done for us uh, in week four. So hopefully somebody played the little two-teamer uh, and made some money. If you did, let us know uh, in the chat. Derek, let's get over to you. Uh, Chop, big fan of Dalvin Cook. I love Dalvin Cook if he's playing five touchdowns. Uh, in his last three games against this Detroit team, went over 200 yards against them uh, last season on the ground in, in that game in November. So a uh, great spot here. And if it's Madison, hell, that's a guy that I think can do similar work at a cheaper price point. But uh, this entire Vikings offense has is, is got to be something we're looking at here against Detroit. Yeah, I love the Vikings offense. Uh, I am worried about the backfield a little bit. Uh, I mean, if it's going to be – if Dalvin's going to be active, I mean, he played 50% of the snaps last week. He'll probably be more healthy this week, but that's still a little bit concerning. So, agree with you on the passing game. Jefferson's going to be my favorite, but wouldn't count out Thielen, Osborne, Conklin. I think they're all in really good spots at home against Detroit. And then uh, concerns about the other backfield as well. I mean, after week three, Coach came out and said, we need to get Swift more more touches and then after week four he's saying oh it's going to be matchup dependent on you know how much work he gets so uh that's a little bit concerning but he does have um something like 28 uh targets for the first four weeks so i uh, love his involvement in the passing game um he's averaging six catches per game so uh, i like swift a little bit and uh, definitely like hawkinson in trailing mode for my pick, I'm actually going to go over. Uh, you guys make some good points on uh, the under, but uh, I had over pegged as my bet before uh, the show, so I got to stick to it. All right, not being swayed. I like it. Let's go to our next game. Green Bay traveling to Cincinnati. Green Bay minus three. Another pretty big total here sitting at 51 and a half in the FanDuel Sportsbook. All our lines are coming courtesy of the FanDuel Sportsbook. Make sure you guys get over there. Tons of fun stuff. Single game parlays. Uh, so go and check that out. So Derek, we'll stay with you uh, And this one. Green Bay kind of puts it on cruise control against Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, they don't have to do a whole lot. We saw uh, A.J. Dillon get half the work there uh, in a positive game script. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, an ugly game against Jacksonville. We finally saw Joe Burrow start to unleash it a little bit. We also have Joe Mixon. Uh, we don't know if he's day-to-day, week-to-week. We're getting differing reports here. So uh, P. Ryan was a popular waiver ad this week in season-long. Uh, he could be a value option against this Green Bay run D. Uh, Jair Alexander also dealing with an injury. So, no, no, I, I kind of like the Cincinnati patents. I kind of. I, I think this is a game that they're going to be forced to score points. We saw Joe Burrow finally start to unleash it a little bit. Maybe they get T. Higgins back here. I really like Joe Burrow here. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk Trey Lance later. I think he's going to be popular, but I think Burrow could be a nice kind of pivot in that same price range. Yeah, I like Burrow, too. Uh, 32 pass attempts last week, which is his highest of the season. Uh, it still hasn't shown a ton of rushing upside this year, but it uh, doesn't mean it's not coming. And uh, definitely if Alexander's out, uh, I think you can definitely load up on these receivers. I think that's a good call. Um, just wait and see approach with Mixon. I mean, when he's in there, he's a workhorse. And uh, if he's going to be out, I think P. Ryan's probably going to be one of the more popular you know, value plays at the position. So I think they're in a pretty good spot playing at home. Uh, I'm not too concerned about Green Bay's defense right now. They're bottom 12 against the run and the pass. Then on the other side, I mean, I love Devontae Adams in this spot. 45 targets through the first four games. He's only scored once. You know, last year he was a touchdown machine. We know they like to throw the ball even when they get down near the goal line. So I think Adams has some positive uh, touchdown regression coming. And, I mean, Rodgers just isn't a guy I get to a lot. Uh, I usually just like to get exposure to Jones and Adams, and uh, that's probably what I'll do uh, again this week. For my pick, give me the Packers, minus three. I think they uh, cover that one pretty easy. 
Yeah, I really like Adams here as well. Again, the, the targets have been there. The touchdowns have. We saw Randall Cobb score two touchdowns. Uh, that'll cause him to, to have some ownership here this week. But uh, I like paying up for Adams here. There's going to be some running back value uh, that you can save some money with. So uh, like him, again, I like Burrow in the passing game on the other side. Uh, and I also like Green Bay here, Derek, minus the three. So two for two here. We'll see if Chop adds it to the parlay card. Chop, what do you got? Add it to the card. Hey. Gotta go All right. Bay. All right. The DFS is pretty easy. Sit back and look at the injuries, but regardless of who's in or who's out, both these offenses, running backs, quarterbacks, wide they're all in play here. I have no – I can't choose pick or choose between I – think, I think they're all in play. Great offensive game, but I don't see Aaron Rodgers losing a game to Cincinnati right now. All right, let's move on. Next game, uh, not as exciting as far as totals go. We got Denver at Pittsburgh. Uh, Steelers minus one and a half here at home. 39 and a half uh, on the total here. We saw Denver come crashing back down to earth. You know, we talked about last week that the schedule in the early first three weeks wasn't great. Uh, faced their first test in Baltimore, and Baltimore controlled that game uh, start and all the way to the finish, uh, according to Denver's coach, was not happy uh, with that last run by Baltimore trying to exp extend that. 100-yard streak, but uh, as far as the other side of this one, Pittsburgh, it's been ugly, which is, you know, they go to Buffalo opening day and win, and then the rest has been garbage for Pittsburgh. I mean, lo losing Green Bay, one good throw by Ben, but uh, Chop, it it's really hard to put a lot of stock uh, in this passing game here. Now face a good defense in Denver. I think Najee Harris, probably really the only guy you can look at here uh, on Pittsburgh, especially if Claypool returns. Now you got a bunch of guys. Uh, mixing things up there. Denver, I don't see a lot here either. This feels like one of those uh, defensive, ugly games, not a lot from DFS. So a low total here that keeps ticking down. I'm going under on this small number here, Chopping, kind of staying away outside of Najee Harris uh, in DFS. What do you got here? I think that's a fair bet. Uh, DFS doesn't – nothing jumps out to me. DraftKings, Najee Harris because of the PPR – wouldn't even play him on FanDuel. I just touchdowns are going to be limited for him this year. And uh, Denver's ugly side. So, man, I think that's just Pittsburgh at home. Man, Big Ben is terrible. I hate to say it, but He's, this guy's bad, man. Just say it. That's where he is said. He's horrible. He's bad. The problem is who, who who can you bring in for him? Well, you know what? I forgot. They do have uh, Dwayne Haskins. They ought to give Haskins a shot. Big Ben is terrible. But – it is Pittsburgh. The defense is really good, getting healthier. I'm going to take Pittsburgh because I think at home they win this game and we're basically a pick them here. I'm going to take Pittsburgh, but DFS-wise, this is this is ugly, man. I do like the Pittsburgh defense as well. Forgot to mention Drew Locke uh, looking like he's likely to starter here. That, that's, to me, Derek, a couple turnovers minimum. So uh, Anaja Harris-Pittsburgh uh, pairing uh, feels about right in this game, but tough to find anything else here. What do you got? Yeah, I like that quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, Big Ben, he's got a pec injury and a hip injury. He's getting old, man. He's uh, He could be on the OG show with us uh, next year, maybe. Um, he will be. Fair <laughs> move, Ben. Come and join us. <laughs> but as long as he's under center, I mean, it's great news for Najee. Uh, he's just going to get a ton of checkdowns. Uh, I've been playing him every week. I've yet to be disappointed. So um, I know it's half PPR on FanDuel. I still like him over there. Uh, and I like that Pittsburgh defense as well. If I'm playing anyone on the Broncos, I think Sutton is a little bit interesting. Uh, Steelers have long been very good against tight ends, and they've allowed the six most fantasy points to wide receivers. Their corners have struggled a bit this year. So maybe uh, a deep tournament play on Sutton. 
And for my bet, uh, I wanted to take the under, but it just keeps dropping. So give me Pittsburgh. All right. 2-2 on Pittsburgh. I'm going to stick with that under there. And you're right on the receivers. And Pittsburgh's allowed seven touchdowns to wide receivers already. So we know Sutton can, can be a touchdown guy. So if you are looking for a running back, Derek, he, he's probably the guy. So I'm glad you brought him up here uh, as an option for Denver. Next game, Philadelphia and Carolina. Panthers minus three and a half here at home. 44 and a half on the total. Uh, Carolina goes to Dallas. Dallas pretty much controls that game. I, I don't think the final score really indicated that that game was that close. Dallas uh, pretty much handled them. Uh, Philly gets punched in the mouth by Kansas City, uh, gives up 42 points here. So, Derek, which team bounces back here? Uh, I, my money's on Carolina. I, I think they bounce back here. Uh, word, Christian McCaffrey still not ruled out. Uh, may try to practice this week. So, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. If not, uh, we'll get another week of Chuba Hubbard, who wasn't great, but I still think some of the outlying numbers look solid, and Philadelphia's been terrible against running backs. So I like him. DJ Moore's been lights out, so you can always go that route. Sam Darnold continues to run in touchdowns. Uh, other side, what do we do with Philadelphia? Uh, Jalen Hurts is in play every single week, but uh, it's kind of ugly with the running backs there. Devonta Smith uh, has looked good in spots, so I like Carolina. I like the running game. I like DJ Moore. Uh, tough to find anything on the Philly side outside of Devontae Smith here. So locking in the Panthers, Derek, minus three and a half. What do you got here? Panthers and Eagles. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, one of these quarterbacks has five rushing touchdowns, and it's not Jalen Hurts. Uh, it's kind of crazy, crazy they are running the ball. Um, and they're, they're designed runs, too. It's not like he's uh, scrambling for these touchdowns. So uh, I don't think that's sustainable, but um, it's at least another element to his game. He's been pretty good this season. I like the DJ Moore call. Second in the NFL interceptions, third in receiving yards. He's getting a ton of work. Uh, I think he's the clear alpha in this offense as long as Darnold, you know, was under center. So I like that pairing. Um, don't mind the Hubbard call. Um, I think he's going to be a little bit game script dependent. Rodney Smith ended up playing like 29 snaps, and he's a he's a third running back there. So that was kind of interesting last week. But if they do win this game, I think it could be a good spot for Hubbard. And then Hurts, yeah, 27 fantasy points per game. He's thrown for over 700 yards the last two weeks, so we're seeing him do it through the air and on the ground. Uh, you don't ever have to pair him up because he does have that rushing upside. If I was going to, it would be Devontae Smith. Uh, he's the guy he looks to first. But, yeah, I think uh, you can play Hurts naked. I don't think that ever hurts you. So, uh, give me – yeah, I like both quarterbacks in this one. And I think the over, the over looks good. I mean, 45, I think both these offenses can put up some points. All right, taking you over. Was that pun intended? He's not He's not going to hurt you? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right. Was, I, no. I, I mean, Carolina to me, Chop, still a good defense, so I worry a little bit about Jalen Hurts. Always going to give you a solid floor with, with that rushing ability, but uh, the reason I like Hubbard, Derek, you know, you kind of – Rodney Smith definitely a thorn in the side, but I think that was more they're playing from behind. Let's get this yeah. guy in the game. I do expect Carolina to control this game, and Hubbard let a lot of people down last week, so – uh, recency bias isn't as viable as it used to be, but I still think uh, it's a big part of, of people's psyche. So uh, I want to go back to the well there. So chop Jalen hurts. Yes or no. And which way are you going here with this Carolina team? Jalen hurts is a yes. I, uh, you know, props to Adam Levitan pulled up a nugget that I read on Twitter, how Jalen hurts has the, at least 21 DK points in every one of his starts in his career, which is seven starts. So just gives you a nice safe floor with the rushing. So, uh, yeah, Hurts is fine. Uh, Carolina defense, I think, did 
did look better to me last week against Dallas than I thought they were going to look. I thought they were totally fraudulent. No, they were they were kind of tough. That's a tough offense to defend. So, uh, other than Hurts, I'm not really maybe Devontae Smith. He's he's such a burner, man. He can get you on any any given play. So uh, maybe Dallas go there because they had a lot of success. Dallas's game plan was to attack Carolina with tight ends last week. Maybe it's go there. So those guys are in play. But uh, on the Carolina side, Darnold is not a fluke. He's a solid quarterback. Uh, DJ Moore. Eventually, Robbie Anderson will have a blow-up game, but I just don't think you can ch- try to chase it around waiting for it because you'll lose more than you get when you when it finally happens. And uh, McCaffrey traveled last week. I think it's a sign that maybe he plays this week. You know, he didn't have to travel to that game. So I got I to gotta think maybe he's going to surprise us and play this week. So, But the running backs, I don't want I, – I, I wouldn't want Chuba Hubbard. McCaffrey would be lower on my list if he plays, but uh, – I'm not a big fan of uh, jamming anybody in against Philly's defensive line if they're healthy. So I think it's a it's a decent game. Hmm. I'm going to take – man, this is a tough one because I, I want to take Philly, but I'm, I'm, I need to see the injuries before the game with the offensive line. I'm going to take the under here. I think maybe Carolina slows this thing down, plays that solid defense. Philly also does the same thing, and we, we get an under game. All right, uh, from Justin Lopez in the chat says McCaffrey practice today. So, you know, if he's in there, I, I I like him a lot. Philadelphia six most fantasy points allowed to the running back position. So uh, if it's Hubbard, I like him a little bit more than you guys, it seems. If, it, if it's McCaffrey, uh, it's always tough to, to take him out of your player pool. In fact, uh, I want to go overweight there. Uh, even a McCaffrey hurts on the other side, a, a little correlation there, expensive. But uh, you're going to get a ton of fantasy points out of those two guys. So. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that situation. Uh, Chop, you said under on this one, right? Correct. All right, let's move to our next game, Tennessee and Jacksonville. Derek, we're, we're going we're gonna to get to you in this whole Urban Meyer thing here. We're, we're not going to let you off the hook here, but I'm going to start with Chop. Oof. Yeah, I mean, what what a disaster. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to it, Chop. Let, let's cover the game, and then we'll, we'll get into some Urban Meyer here. But uh, Tennessee, uh, coming off a dud, you know, go to New York and lose to the Jets, give them their first win here. Uh, Jacksonville's been a disaster. We know that. Uh, at least we're competitive in that game in Cincinnati. Minus four and a half here for the Titans on the road. 48 and a half on the total chop. So Derrick Henry continues to get a million touches, continues to surprise by all the targets that he's getting. Uh, we have to obviously wait for the status of Julio, A.J. Brown. Uh, we'll see if they were able to return here. Jacksonville, no DJ Chark on that side. So some of those receivers, very interesting to me. I think a lot of people are going to go to Chenault. I really like Marvin Jones to bounce back in this one. Tennessee been terrible uh, against wide receivers. So, uh, Chop, I don't have a, I don't have a pick here yet. I'm, I'm kind of mulling this one over. So I'm going to turn it over to you here. What do you got, Titans and Jags? Yeah, we'll see. The you know the Tennessee offense was really really bad last week without those wide receivers, and so I want to see the health of those guys. You know. It's a that's a tough one, man. I want to see I want to see the health of those guys before I kind of make any predictions on the offense. Derrick Henry could have a blow up game here if those guys are done, if those guys are out. So I get it. You know, I, I put too much weight in when those guys got ruled out. I put too much weight in the other wide receivers for Tennessee. You know, the cheaper guys and the tight end Ferks. I thought Ferks were my none of that happened. None of that. That was terrible. So I wouldn't I won't go there again. The only guy I would even think about playing in this game. Uh, is uh, Derrick Henry probably because if a Brown and Julio come back, you got to think hamstrings. You don't know. 
could play a quarter and the thing doesn't feel right. Who knows? So Derrick Henry's the guy there. On the flip side there, Jacksonville, they got some nice pieces. I just don't know. And it, it's a decent matchup. They just – nothing feels right. No, they just don't feel right, man. I, I just don't feel good rostering them. So uh, I don't know. Maybe James Robinson, but just not a huge fan of that. I think all in all, all told here, I'd like to see the status of those wide receivers. So, but I got to make a pick now. I'm not going to say you, you guys are twisting my arm to make a pick, but I got to make a pick. So I'm going to say the under here, under 48 and a half. That's where I was going too. So uh, it's two for two on the under here. Uh, again, I agree. Derrick Henry is a no brainer here. It has done very well against the Jags as Derek's aware. Uh, and I don't mind the correlation again, Marvin Jones for me, only three targets last week. Uh, before that, this guy was seeing eight, nine, 10 targets per week. So uh, he will bounce back here. Chop, you mentioned those Tennessee receivers. I believe they ran 100 plays, Derek, last week. Is that right? And if these guys can't get there on 100 plays, uh, what do we expect on, on a normal week? So I agree. You can leave all these other secondary receivers on, on the on the trash heap if Brown and Julio aren't back. Yeah, uh, 100 plays. I didn't realize uh, they ran that many. That's pretty wild. Um, Josh Reynolds was kind of the, the go-to guy there, and he was uh, not even active in uh, week three. So – those guys are out, you know, maybe look at Reynolds over, you know, Westbrook, Yukini and uh, Chester Rogers. But uh, yeah, Derrick Henry's a guy here. Last three weeks, he's had 35, 31 and 41 touches. Uh, the Jags dead last in DVOA against the run. Uh, you mentioned it, Beer. He has ran all over this team in the past. Uh, so I love the spot for Henry. Going to be playing him uh, in all formats. And then for the Jags, uh, Chop mentioned it, it just doesn't feel right. Uh, I was playing. Uh, blackjack with Dan Bach, fellow Jags fan, and the guy next to us uh, says, oh, the Jags are still in the NFL? And, and yeah, uh, that's pretty much how it feels being a being a Jags fan. So uh, I don't trust a lot here. I don't mind going with Jones or Chenault with Chark out, but James Robinson, Carlos Hyde was inactive last week. He played on 94% of the snaps. He's going to get uh, a lot of checkdowns. No issues with the matchup. So I like some James Robinson. I know we typically don't like two running backs in the same game, but uh, I think both running backs are my favorite plays here. All right, what do you got for a bet here, Derek? You know I'm not betting on my team. Give me the Titans. All right, and Chop, you're a betting man. What's the odds we get the, the world's only two Jags fans at the same blackjack table in Vegas? I mean, that's got to be astronomical. Those are big odds right there, but there's nothing – There's you can never go wrong with, uh, hang, you know, hanging with the boss at the blackjack table. Did we win money at said tables, Derek? Are, are we are we are we winning? Are we losing? I mean, you're not at the conference, so that tells me you're not you haven't lost all the money yet. So how how, do, how is the casino treating you? Uh, I I emptied a lot of pockets uh, at blackjack uh, the night before. We uh, we played pretty well at craps, but uh, gave it gave it all back last night. And any senior frogs uh, visits? Oh, not yet. I'll uh, I'll have to talk to the guys tonight. All right, make sure that happens. Uh, it's it's. That goes back a long time. Roto Grinders and Senior Frogs. Well, we should probably sponsor that place. But uh, uh, the chat getting active here. Chop, it sounds like a uh, guy wants to take you off for a burger. So make sure you take him up on that. <laughs> Not in the same city, bud. <laughs> but uh, but I did but I did Google it here a minute ago, and we do have one of those things in San Antonio. So if it's as good as he says, I'll hit it up. There you go. And uh, Sean Chambers in the chat here, Derek. Will Urban Meyer even be the coach by kickoff? So. Let's just talk Urban Meyer here real quick. We got one less game, so we got some time. Uh, Derek, I'm going to turn this to you. This has become a circus here with this guy. I mean, do you want him gone? Is it going to happen? Are they going to try to ride it out? Sounds like he's lost all any credibility he had in the locker room is pretty much gone now. So 
this could go one of two ways. The team could fire up or they could just shut down and not play for this guy. So what in the hell is going on in Jacksonville? And and we we kind of warned you about this. I you know we we talked about this before the season even started. So uh what 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 is going on here? Yeah, uh, I couldn't imagine it being this bad uh you know 4 weeks into his Jaguars career, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't even realize everything that was going on. I was traveling and then uh, got to dinner and everyone's talking about Urban Meyer. Um I don't know, man. It was already bad. It's getting worse. The locker room, you know, obviously doesn't trust him one bit. So uh, I want him out of there. I think he'll be there at least for a little bit, but um, he's definitely not going to be there next year. Chop, I know you got some thoughts on this debacle, I'll say. Well, first of all, we all saw the writing on the way, unless you're like a diehard Jags fan or a diehard Urban Meyer fan or something like that. We all saw the writing on the wall. We knew what was going to happen when they hired the guy. Like you're pulling some guy who didn't want to coach anymore out of the studio and all this stuff. So we knew that was going to happen. Now, uh, yeah, like Derek said, he definitely won't be there next year. He might not be there very much longer this year. He obviously wants out. He wants to go to USC. I think, you know, he's probably already got those those dreams in his head of uh, coaching down in Southern California, man, to, to close out his career at that powerhouse. So he got that. As far as him on a personal level, now, I can't fault uh, an old an old guy for trying to get a little honey on a stinger. Yeah. That's on him. That's fine. He does what he, his personal life is his personal life, but he's not cut out to be an NFL coach. That's for sure. No, whenever they're going over to London, they're going to leave his ass there. That, that's my prediction. Like it, we're we're putting you in a different country, and and we're flying back home. So crazy. Well, we'll see how it works out. So uh, our boy Don Yeezy in the chat, uh, been with us forever. So want to give him a shout out here. Uh, let's move on to our next game. We have we got New England and Houston uh, Patriots minus eight and a half here, 39 and a half on the total. So another pretty low total here, Derek. And we saw Houston. It, it was it was ugly last week. I, I like the over in that game. I, I think I said if Houston could just score seven, ten points, and they couldn't muster up anything there in Buffalo. Uh, now New England coming in. So another very good defensive team. Davis Mills looks lost. I think the only bright spot. We know Brandon Cooks is going to get the ball. New England side, I think there's a lot of ways you could go here. Damian Harris on FanDuel uh, for the touchdown upside. Mac Jones looked pretty good in that Tampa game. Uh, Jacoby Myers has been solid. So uh, where are you coming out on this game, Derek? I'm going to go with – I'm actually going to – I'm going to go with Houston here. I, I think they keep this game competitive. I, and didn't look like it last week, but I think they can do enough here. I'm going to take Houston plus eight and a half. Uh, Noto, what do you got here? Yeah, so uh, for fellow OGs out there, I remember seven or eight years ago, Gerald Wallace played like 36 minutes, his NBA, and scored negative fantasy points. Davis Mills scored negative fantasy points last week. Uh, yeah, I can't trust that. I'm not playing anyone uh, from Houston. I know Brandon Cooks is getting a lot of targets. I guess you could play him uh, if you want, but I don't trust anyone there. I uh, don't really want to trust anyone outside of Jacoby Myers in the passing game. Uh, you know, Mac Jones looked pretty good, but he's going to be a game manager. So maybe this is the Damian Harris game. I don't think I'll make him a priority by any means. But, uh, yeah, ugly game. Not going to have a lot of exposure to it. And I'll just take the Patriots and hope that they, you know, run away with it. All right, Chop, kind of an ugly game here. Any diamonds in the rough, Patriots and Texans? No, no diamonds in the rough here. And this is what, uh, you know, Houston kind of fooled some people those first two weeks. They looked a lot better than I think we all thought they were going to be bad. And then all of a sudden they win a game, blow away the Jacksonville then they hang with Cleveland for a half, but this is who this is who they are. Who we thought they were, basically. And uh, 
I think New England's going to run away with it. DFS, this is this is an ugly game, you know, and I don't even know if I could trust anybody from New England at this point. Mac Jones is the ultimate game manager. Wide receivers, I don't think, will ever prosper under Mac Jones, not anytime soon. So can't touch all that. Damian Harris loses a lot of sn- loses a lot of snaps, man, to guys he shouldn't be losing snaps to. So I'm going to avoid that, but I'm, I'm definitely on the New England train here because Houston is just going to get rolled for quite a while. All right, next game we have New Orleans and Washington. The Saints stunned at home by the Giants, uh, coming up with a big victory there. Uh, Washington come from behind victory for them as well on the road uh, in Atlanta. Again, that was part of our, our parlay card last week with, with the football team. So uh, this game, pretty interesting here, Chop. We'll stay with you. Uh, kind of a middling total here, 44.5. The Saints favored here, minus 2.5. I like Washington at home. I, I like what I saw. I, I, Heineke has played well. Uh, McLaurin has been unstoppable. Gibson yet to really get it going here. But the Saints, it's been ugly. They're not throwing the ball to Alvin Kamara. There's no receivers of note. Uh, Taysom Hill comes in and steals touchdowns. So I think this one could be ugly. I'm going to go with the home team with the points here in Washington. DFS, uh, not a ton for me outside of McLaurin here, to be honest. I do like the value in Ricky Seals-Jones minimum price on DraftKings. but. Uh, Chop, what do you got here? Kind of a game. It is an ugly game. Uh, New Orleans untrustworthy, although, you know, uh, Washington hasn't been as good on defense as we thought they were going to be, and, and you lose uh, your backup running back. So maybe Alvin Kamara goes crazy and plays like 100% of the snaps, and you you get that kind of uh, added to the value he already brings to the table. So maybe Kamara on one side, that's the only guy on New Orleans side I would even think about. And the only guy for Washington I would even vaguely think about is Terry McLaren right now. And I don't know if this matchup is really conducive to him. And he's probably matchup proof. He's really good, but it's a tough defense. But maybe McLaren, maybe Kamara. Don't like it for DFS. If I don't like it for DFS, I probably got to think about pumping the brakes on the total here. So I think I'm going to go under on this game. All right, under for Chop. I have Washington. Uh, shout out to our boy Don Yeezy's on fire in the chat. Uh, came in, I think he said 27th uh, in the OG tournament. Again, FanDuel.com slash OG. So shout out to him. Also, uh, echoed our sentiments earlier. If you're on YouTube, do us a favor. You like the show, you enjoy the show, take a second, click that like button uh, and subscribe as well. We're coming to you every single Wednesday afternoon live presented by FanDuel. Derek, let's get over to you here. Saints and Washington. We're kind of all over the board with the picks, but not a ton of interest in DFS. Where do you come out on that end? Yeah, I agree. I think Kamara is just fine. I think he's going to get a lot of work in this one. Uh, Washington, 29th in DVOA against the run. Their defense has not been very good uh, stopping the run. So uh, I like that quite a bit. Winston still hasn't thrown the ball more than 23 times. Uh, He can safely avoid the entire passing game. And the other side, I mean, Logan Thomas is out. Curtis Samuel uh, didn't practice today. So, you know, got to keep an eye on him. He is the bare minimum on uh, on DraftKings if you want to look at him there, but probably a little too much, too expensive on FanDuel. So maybe McLaurin just gets, uh, you know, peppered with targets and bad matchup against Lattimore, but uh, he's talented enough to beat it. So I don't mind taking some tournament darts with, uh, with McLaurin. All right. Uh, I like it. And Rogers is in the chat saying he tipped me. I, I don't even know what that means. So, uh, that's, Ooh. Hey, oh, and give me the under too. The under. So uh, if, if you like the stream, that, that counts as a tip. So I, I'll, I'll take it. So thank you for that. Uh, under for you, Derek, we got one more game here 
uh, in the early window. Then we'll take a look at some of the best performers in our OG tournament uh, for week four, as, long, uh, as well as uh, an added promotion here. We're going to give away a year of Roto Grinders Premium. A year. We're talking about over $1,000 uh, in value for this thing in a combo package. So you get access to all the different sports, lineup HQ, all the premium stuff. So uh, stay tuned for that. So we'll, we'll reveal that here shortly. Rogers, thank you very much. Appreciate the like uh, in the chat. Uh, it means a lot, guys. Uh, we love doing the show and uh, just hitting that like button helps us out tremendously. So next game, Miami and Tampa, a Tampa minus 10 survived uh, the Brady Bowl here, Derek. Uh, an ugly game, but they get it done. Now they get to go back home and, and take out the frustrations on this Miami team has been uh, absolutely terrible here. Uh, pretty big total in this one, sitting at 47 and a half in the FanDuel Sportsbook. So uh, how does this play out? I, I think Tampa, there's a million ways you could go here. The guy I really like is Leonard Fournette, who, who's taken over this backfield, 81% of the snaps. Price has not caught up to him. Sure, Jones stole a touchdown, but uh, if Gio's out once again, his passing game usage has been huge. And Miami's been awful against running backs. So price considered, Derek, he may be my favorite play of the week. Always scary uh, to put all your eggs in the Leonard Fournette basket, but uh, I love this spot for him here this week against Miami. Yeah, I was going to make that same note about the snaps. Uh, it's a great matchup as well. Uh, we just never trust Bruce Arians when it comes to his running backs. Uh, we probably should trust them here. I'll play some Fournette for sure. Um, this price is just too cheap, like you mentioned, but, um, it definitely scares me. I mean, he's one of those guys that you think one guy's going to get the work and then, then he pulls the rug out from under you. Um, as far as the receivers go, I think it's a Chris Godwin game. Uh, we know Miami, two of their best defensive players, both cornerbacks. They got, uh, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, both on the outside. So maybe Godwin gets it going in the slot and then Miami side. I mean, <laughs> they have two offensive coordinators and it's clearly not working. Maybe they, uh, they should narrow that down to one. Um, nothing's working right now. So I'm going to be avoiding them. I know Fuller's out, but, um, it's still pretty ugly. Maybe Jasicki in tournaments, but I think the, I think the Bucks roll. Give me the Bucks minus 10. All right. I do like Parker on the other side. He's seeing steady targets here, seven, nine, seven, nine. So, you know, against this Tampa Bay team, we know you're not going to be able to run. They're likely playing from behind. You take Will Fuller out of the equation. Uh, Waddle's getting a ton of targets too, but his are more short area targets. I think Parker could do some damage here uh, in this one. So more of a run it back uh, with your Tampa Bay stacks or even a, a correlation with Fournette, but a uh, Parker guy that stood out to me here. Uh, I am going to go under on this total. I think Tampa probably controls this game and can start to salt the clock away. And I don't know how much scoring Miami's going to do here. So give me the under here. Uh, Chop, your thoughts here, Buccaneers and Dolphins. For Miami, the only guy I would think I'm thinking about is Jalen Waddle, just in on volume on DraftKings. I got there's a reason why Tampa went out and signed Richard Sherman off the streets. It's just, their secondary is, is struggling, so uh, maybe Waddle. He's pretty good. On the other side, yeah, name your player. They're going to score points on Miami. How do they want to do it? That's the question. Uh, so, you know. Fournette's fine. Usually I don't like it, but if Geo's out, I can go that route. And any any of the wide receivers, you never know. You know, Mike Evans could break the slate with three one yard touchdowns. That's the way he does it, man. So, and then, but I, you know, in a vacuum, Godwin is definitely the guy, but we'll see how that plays out. Maybe even throw a tight and sprinkle a, a braid in there for a braid two touchdown game, taking the place of Gronkowski. You never know. But one thing I'm sure of, 
This is this might be the five. I don't know who my five star was last week. It might have lost. I'm not even sure. My five star is Tampa Bay, man. Tampa Bay is gonna put yeah. it on. They they got this whole mess going back to New England behind them is like a burden off their shoulders and going back home. I think to put it on Miami. All right, five star lock of the week. We'll give you a Washington for last week, Chop. Keep the keep that five star. That might have been it, actually. I don't have to go back. But uh, all right, you two on Tampa. I'm on the under. So let's take a look back at, at last week in the OGs contest. See who did well. Highlight some of the best finishers. Uh, we'll start at fifth place. Sin Mob uh, went with Mahomes and Hill. Pretty much had to have Tyreek Hill uh, last week. 186 yards, three touchdowns. Survived Will Disley uh, and still did well. Just 1.5 from Disley. Even Aaron Jones at only 9.4 had Ezekiel Elliott, who had a good game. Corey Davis. Uh, and Terry McLaurin. So solid lineup there uh, for Sin Mob in fifth place. Fourth place, Fish Diddy. Rocking the Roto-Grinders uh, badge here on FanDuel. We're going we're gonna to touch more on that here uh, momentarily. But he had a pretty solid squad. Uh, highlighted by Jalen Hurts, Derrick Henry, Zeke, Tyree Kill. Uh, tried to make Robert Woods work. Late touchdown. Uh, survived Anthony Ferkser here. Also, I'd say Quan Barkley in that lineup. So solid team. Uh, by Fish Diddy. Drew Zander, third place, 181.32. Another Mahomes and Hill. He survived Travis Kelsey's down game. Debo Samuel, big game for him. Cordero Patterson uh, was massive last week, under 4% owned in this tournament. So solid outing by Drew Zander. Second place, M. Muir, 1026, 183.38. Again, Jalen Hurts had some Tyreek Hill as a run it back on the other side. DJ Moore, big game. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott in that lineup. Jonathan Taylor uh, finally had a decent game. Uh, and then our first place finisher, Rudy, 791. Rudy, Rudy, 184.72. Mahomes and Hill, again, survived Travis Kelsey, had Terry McLaurin, uh, had Saquon Barkley. So a solid overall outing there. Rudy, 791, our week four winner, $500 and uh, helped his season long score as well but i mentioned that roto grinders badge and i mentioned it for a reason why because we are going to have a little bonus for you so anyone that changes their fanduel avatar to the roto grinders logo and you can find that uh pretty much anywhere so let us know if you can't find it we will give you if you win the tournament you got to win you got to win the week five tournament if you have an rg logo we're going to copy an annual premium pass for again, for the entire year, that's over a thousand dollars in value. So, guys, pretty exciting stuff here. Uh, we want to see some Roto Grinders badges up there. We had one close last week, so again, you have to win the contest. But if you're rocking the RG badge, you take this week five contest down. We are going to give you that thousand dollar value uh, in in a Roto Grinders premium subscription. So, chop pr pretty awesome here to to add more even to this tournament on top of what we're already giving away. Just a little little extra spice for you for absolutely doing nothing. You're already going to try to win the tournament, so all you got to do is keep on trying to win. Just switch your avatar to RG, and then you get that bonus. Man, yeah, if you don't have it, you're, you're going to fall in love with it if you win and you get it. it it's, uh, it's the best in the industry, man. Yeah, and so much information. And although, you know, maybe you're not a college football guy, and Chop, I'm going to give you some props here on this. You guys put a lot of work in that. I don't spend a ton of time researching college football, so it saves you time, makes your life easier. We got NBA, NHL coming up, golf. I mean, Derek giving you a shout-out on the golf, but uh, pretty exciting stuff here. Uh, no, no, to, to give somebody a year of Roto-Grinders premium uh, as an added benefit here in this tournament. 
Yeah, if you're playing in it, no reason not to change your avatar. I mean, uh, it costs you nothing. And even if you are a premium member already, uh, just get a free year. You know, uh, you don't have to pay for it for the next year. And if you're not, uh, you get a taste of of what we have uh, at Roto Grinder. So uh, love the promo. Um, let's fill this thing up again. I think we're already almost to 100. So uh, I hope it doesn't fill before I get home because uh, I can't register right now. <laughs> That's right. So go in and reserve your spot here. Uh, we'll save Noto a spot as well. But Again, you can get in there and reserve a spot. You don't have to put a lineup in. A very easy couple clicks of a button. You come back, you fill it in later. But uh, let's continue to thank the sponsor here of the show. And uh, if you guys, again, you guys like the show, you like what we're doing here, uh, these are the ways you help us out is filling these tournaments. And we're going to say thank you by giving you this this premium shot uh, back to the community. So, again, change your RG or change your uh, logo to RG over on Fandle. You win this thing. Uh, and we're going to comp you that annual $1,000, over $1,000, I believe, uh, for that subscription. So uh, pretty awesome. We're going to hopefully continue to do more giveaways uh, like this as we go along. So let's wrap up, guys. We've got four afternoon games. First one, Chicago and the Raiders. Vegas minus five and a half. Uh, total sitting at 44 and a half. So Derek, we'll stay with you on this one. The Raiders you know, pretty much got dominated by the Chargers. I know they made a little run there in the third quarter, but uh, end up coming short. Uh, the Bears uh, handled their business at home uh, against the Lions. Wasn't pretty for Justin Fields, but looked better uh, than he did in his Cleveland debut. They just came out today uh, and said he will be the starter. So we can put that Andy Dalton nonsense to bed. I think Matt Nagy probably feeling the heat here. So uh, any interest in Justin Fields? We, we got you know Trey Lance uh, on this slate as well. Uh, we're going to talk about him here shortly. But uh, Fields maybe flies under the radar here in, in a matchup with the Raiders. Derek, what do you think? I mean, he's going to fly under the radar for sure. Uh, he couldn't get the job done against Detroit, which scares me a little bit. Now goes on the road. I know he kind of ran bad with some touchdowns there. But uh, if Chicago can run the ball, if they're playing with the lead, I think that's what they're going to do. So uh, with Montgomery out, I think Damian Williams is interesting. Assuming he's fine with that thigh bruise um, at 5,800 on FanDuel, I think he's a really solid option. And, I mean, the passing game, you know, Robinson, Mooney, Komet, I just want to see Fields, you know, get it done through the air before I trust them. When it comes to DFS, if it was Dalton, I'd feel a little bit better about, uh, you know, Robinson and those guys. But um, with Fields under center, I just don't know. I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach with that offense other than other than Damon Williams. And then with the Raiders, I've pretty much just been playing Darren Waller and pretending like nobody else plays for the Raiders because uh, there are just too many guys splitting targets, splitting snaps in the backfield. So, Give me Waller and maybe a little bit of Damian Williams. For the pick, give me the under, just because I don't like a lot in this game. Uh, I, just, I don't – if I could abstain, this is the game. I, I just don't yeah. have a strong lean on this one. So I agree, Damian Williams could be could be very uh, – a great value play. If he is banged up, Cleo Herbert uh, right behind him. And Chop, you're a college football guy, so you can tell us a little bit about Herbert if you want. But uh, not a ton I like in this game. Waller's always in play here, uh, even against a pretty good defense. So. I'm going to go under here as well, Derek. I, this is just kind of an ugly game. I don't like a lot, and that, that says, you know, go under. Now, we had a couple of questions uh, in the chat about the OG's contest. So, yes, it's a single-entry contest. The beauty of this is it runs for all 18 weeks. You can find the leaderboard at fanduelcom slash OG. Only your top 10 scores will count uh, in this contest. So, if you haven't played yet, it's not too late. If you've had some bad scores, it's not too late. Uh, jump in and, again, rock that RG badge for a shot. Uh, at some free RG premium. Chop, your thoughts here? Kind of an ugly game. We got a couple of unders here. Are we adding to the are we adding to the parlay card or you got something else here? It's an ugly game. 
For sure. I'm, I'm for sure not taking the over. That's for darn sure. But as far as DFS, I mean, like, yeah, Derek hit it on the head. I just I thought maybe getting, you know, fields would help Allen Robinson. It's been the opposite. He's just not that he's just not ready to pepper Robinson like uh, other quarterbacks have been in the past. So I'm not I'm not looking, you know, and Cole Komet. Uh, he's like, does he even play anymore, man? Yeah, I played yeah. him last week. It's not can't mess around with that. <clears throat> Neither one of these guys, Williams or Herbert is going to be as good as David Montgomery was. So I don't think I'm chasing. There's some val- some value there, not a ton, but some value in Damian Williams. But uh, I don't think I'm chasing it like I would if it was David Montgomery. And on the Raiders side, yeah, like, like it's already been said, Waller's been the guy this year. The other guy's been tough. Can't play the backfield. Tough to play the receivers. So uh, I definitely wouldn't take the over, but there's also a piece of me that feels like, Chicago is going to go in there and win this game. I think the short week for the the Raiders, a tough game against the Chargers. Chicago Fields is not good, but he's getting better. So I'm thinking maybe Chicago comes in here and, and keeps this game within that spread. And so I'm going to take Chicago. All right, Noto, you tried. I see you trying to get chopped to add it to the card, but he he said nope. Going with the Bears. Plus it's a great a pick. Half. Don't get me wrong. I just <laughs> I just feel like something something crazy is going to happen here. Well, the parlay card's looking a little weak so far, so we're not going to force it. It's got to come together organically. We'll, we'll see. we got three games left to, to make it happen. So uh, next game, we got Cleveland and the Chargers. Uh, Cleveland, impressive win in Minnesota. The Chargers, uh, another impressive win at home against division opponent Las Vegas. So Chargers minus one and a half here, 46 and a half on the total chop. And two defenses you got to give a lot of credit to. I mean, Cleveland goes in and shuts down that Minnesota offense. The Chargers have pretty much shut down uh, every offense they face. In fact, every quarterback they face has had their lowest fantasy output uh, of the season. So uh, kudos to this team playing very, very well. To me, this total's too high, and, and it opened up at around 49. It's already been bet down uh, to 46 and a half. So I'm going to lock in another under here. Feels like every pick I give has been an under this week, but uh, I think this could be a defensive struggle in this one. Uh, DFS-wise, I really like Austin Eckler every single week. I think Mike Williams could bounce back, but uh, not a ton of interest DFS-wise either in this one. So, Chop, we'll stay with you here. Under for me, what do you got here, Cleveland and the Chargers? Well, uh, I would say this on – on talk about no chemistry. Like We've got some good chemistry on the show. Who doesn't have chemistry is Mayfield and OBJ. My goodness, right. these guys no can't – these guys – I don't know if they don't like each other off the field or what, but they don't have that chemistry on the field. So can't mess around with any of his wide receivers. Not really a Baker guy without Jarvis in there. So <clears throat> I do think the running backs are interesting. Chubb, and, and if you want to take a stretch on Hunt, that's fine because they, they can be touchdown machines. And if you are going to beat the Chargers, you're going to have to do it on the ground because, like you said, that secondary is nasty. The pass rush is nasty. So you want to do it on the ground, maybe they're in play. For the Chargers, uh, I can't. I'm not going to limit it down and say, you know, this is an Eckler game or a Mike Williams game. They're all in play, but I'll say that Cleveland's defense is a lot better than what we've seen in the past. I I do think that they have uh, some great personnel out there, man. Good pass rushers, good secondary guys. They bolstered that secondary in the draft. It's paying off. So I'm with you. I'm going under on this game because if you look at the Chargers game logs this year, what they're doing is they're letting guys run. Uh, they're limiting the pass. They're shortening these games up. They're, you know, not not as many plays being run. 
I like the under, man. I think this is a really good one. All right, Derek, let's get over to you here. Chargers, Browns, uh, are you going to add to the parlay card? We got we got two unders on this game. What do you think? Uh, you guys made a great point, and if I didn't have my pick already set, uh, I would go with you guys on the under. I think it's uh, definitely the right side of the total. I went with the Chargers. I think they take care of business at home. Uh, I'm higher on this team than most and uh, a little bit lower on the Browns than most. Uh, I like their offensive line, their defensive line, but uh, Baker needs to show me a little bit more. Um, like you mentioned, he just could not hook up with Odell. I think he missed him for two or three touchdowns last week. Uh, the great secondary of the Chargers worries me. I think they've allowed the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this season. So that worries me with Odell. I think a lot of people could you know, use him as a sneaky tournament play after almost having the big week. And then the backfield is still hard to trust for me, uh, especially in a game where, you know, the Chargers are – it's basically a coin flip game. So don't feel great about Chubb getting 20 touches. Uh, pretty much just Eckler. Uh, I like like what you said, Beer. You can play him every week. Uh, he's going to get 60-plus percent of the snaps, going to be involved in the running game and the passing game. And, uh, yeah, just not a lot of interest DFS-wise. All right, let's take a look back at last week. I forgot to to recap here and, and give some kudos here. One of us went 10-3 and three in the picks, and it was not me kind of succeeding some of my lead here, 6-7 and seven for me last week. So it uh, puts me at 27 for the season. Still a, a little bit of a lead here, but you guys definitely closed the gap on me here. Uh, Noto, you had, let's see, eight wins last week. I, there was one you did not make a pick. Yeah, I even I went back. That. I even went back and watched again to see, okay, did I miss something? And, you know, it was too late by the time I saw it. the games were already in play. But eight and four, uh, a solid week there. So puts you again at 24 for the year. And chop, 10 and three, my man, last week. So a uh, hell of a, hopefully you guys tailed chops picks last week. And uh, I won some money, but also sitting at 24. So 27, 24, 24. This thing just got a lot more interesting, boys. I had to had to try to close the gap before it gets too late, man. So I, I really, you know, I, I really willed it. I willed that one home, man. So let's let's keep the let's keep the train running this week. Absolutely. So combined, we win. Let's see, it's quick math: twenty-four and fourteen. So not not bad. That's definitely making some money there. So uh, hopefully, we continue to stay hot here uh, in the betting picks. So we got two games left here this week. San Francisco, Arizona, Cardinals, uh, minus five and a half here, 50 and a half on the total. Very impressive win last week going in uh, and taking out the Rams, basically doing whatever they wanted. Uh, the Niners disappointing home loss uh, to Seattle. Uh, Trey Lance, the big story here, Derek. Uh, he's going to get the start here. Uh, we'll see if this is permanent, if Garoppolo ends up coming back. But uh, how do you think he's going to fare? I mean, the numbers are pretty solid in, in a half of football. Uh, this guy put a lot of numbers on the board, so we know he's going to be very fantasy-friendly, very much like Jalen Hurts. He's got the, the ability with his legs, weapons galore here, uh, Arizona's defense. The total says it all. We're sitting at 50 and a half. So a Trey Lance, a must-play here, Derek. Do you think he's going to be popular in tournaments? Uh, break, that, break that down, and then the rest of this game, what do you got, Niners and Cardinals? I certainly wouldn't call him a must play. I mean, two weeks ago, you know, Justin Fields was getting his first start in Cleveland. We kind of said he got a high floor, dude was rushing upside, and then uh, we obviously saw how that went. I do think Lance is in a much better spot, much better offense. Uh, he does have that rushing upside. So I like him as a play for sure. Uh, but quarterback, there's always so many options. You definitely don't have to play him. Uh, I do think Arizona, I mean, they look unstoppable. So uh, I do think San Fran's got to score some points and, you know, maybe Lance gets it going. I like pairing him up with Debo or with Kittle. Kittle feels underpriced around the industry this week. Could be uh, his week to break out. 
still going to be avoiding the backfield. Uh, Sermon only played 51% of the snaps last week, and that was with Mitchell out. Uh, I think Mitchell could be back this week. On the other side, I mean, Kyler Murray just looks so good. You can play him each and every week. Uh, the hard part is, you know, deciding who to pair him up with. Uh, Hopkins, Green, and Kirk all have similar target shares, similar air yards this season. I know we keep calling A.J. Green dust, but uh, he's actually pretty involved in the offense. Doesn't look terrible. And then you got Rondell Moore, you know, as the big play, explosive play kind of guy. So uh, a lot of a lot of weapons on there, but I just don't really know who I want to pair up with Kyler. Do you guys have a strong take there? I mean, Hopkins is the easy answer, but you're right. It, it's tough. It's been, we've seen Kirk weeks. We've seen A.J. Green weeks. Rondell Moore, I think it's going to take a lot to to get his, you know, he's, he can pop off a of one big play, but he's just not playing a ton of snaps. So. Maybe the answer is Chase Edmonds' uh, involvement in the passing game uh, as the stack. I, I know there was a comment in the chat that, that said the same thing. Uh, Mucci, Mucci mob ties uh, says Kyler's a beast. Stack him with Edmonds. So uh, I don't hate that at all. Uh, Derek, do you have a pick on this game here? I'm going to go with Arizona. Uh, I think Trey Lance could struggle a little bit here on the road. Uh, always a tough scene. So I think he'll put up numbers. But I think Arizona, like I said, unstoppable. Uh, this Niners defense, I don't think is as good as, as people re- as people think it is. So I think Arizona kind of controls this game and, and wins by double digits. So I'll take the Cardinals. Derek, what do you got here? This is the game that uh, I didn't have a pick for. I was going to wait to see what you guys said, but uh, I don't want to lose ground to you, Beer. So just uh, I'll play the play the hedge and give me the Cardinals. All right, Cardinals chop. We add another card here. Trey Lance making his debut. Kyler Murray. Who do we pair him up with? A lot of questions here. Cardinals, Niners, what do you got? Can't do it. Can't add to the card. All right. Can't do it. Can't do it. Here's the here's what I think about the game as far as DFS. Uh Trey Lance is an is an okay play. Like uh there's a such thing as a dual threat quarterback, right? And out. but in college, I'll say, I, I say this all the time is you're not a dual threat if all you do is run and you really can't pass. And there's guys out there who just can't pass. Uh, just because you run don't mean you're a dual threat. Trey Lance did not look good at all passing the ball, so I'm a little worried about that. But I think he's going to run his. I think he's going to run his tail off, man. I think he's going to run for a lot of yards. They're going to design it for him, and and that's going to be nice and safe. I just don't know if there's a ton of upside if he can't pass very well. So uh, I think he's okay at the price tag. Like Derek said, don't want the backfield. I'm I'm done with Trey Sermon unless Eliza Mitchell is in there and they say he looks good and healthy, then he'll be the guy for me. But uh, but because Trey Lance is behind uh, center, you're, you're looking for – you're hoping for a fluky touchdown out of Samuel or Ayuk or even Kittle probably because uh, Lance just didn't look good passing the ball. So on that, in Arizona, you can play him any which way you want to. You know, I remember Devontae putting up that big 12-catch, 130-yard game against him a couple weeks ago. That leads me to think maybe Hopkins because you didn't get Hopkins last week based on Jalen Ramsey covering him. So – I think maybe go back to Hopkins this week, and uh, there's some vulnerability there in that secondary. So I'm on that, but I'm I'm always about like trying to figure out what did these teams do last week, and how is that going to shape up this game this week? Arizona went on the road, had a big win, fantastic. San Fran was at home and got smoked by Seattle. You know, like a, a wise man once said. Uh, Water, water always finds its level. So I think that this week we're looking at San Fran with a big bounce back in Arizona with a little bit of, you know, a downslide. So I'm gonna go San Francisco here. There you go, a little philosophy here from the OGs oh, as well, Chop. Going deep, man. I, I like it. San Francisco on the board. I, I that's 
I like it. Even though I went for, I went to Arizona, I was I was debating. So you stepped it up and took the underdog there. Okay, let's move on. Parlay car looking thin. Uh, I think with the one of the first picks was, was Green Bay sitting alone. I guess it's bet the house on Green Bay is what we're telling you here. So uh, last game we got chop. We got your Cowboys uh, minus seven at home here against divisional rival the Giants. Uh, big total here at fifty two and a half. So. Uh, impressive win. You know, Carolina was on a roll. A lot of talk about how good they were, their defense. Uh, Dallas controls that game. The Giants uh, also coming off a big win uh, at New Orleans. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. So, uh, Chop, I know we had a question in the chat. I know you answered it, but a lot of people worry about, can I play running backs on both sides of a game? So you got Zeke, you got Saquon here. Uh, a lot of people have made that some kind of weird rule that you can't do it. Uh, it's counterintuitive. I disagree. I, I think both of these guys – are in pretty good spots here. Uh, CD Lamb, I think, is in a good bounce back spot uh, for Dallas. So, uh, thoughts on this game? A big total here. Your Cowboys on a roll right now, Chop. Got to be feeling good about them. All right. So, can you play uh, running backs from the same game? Absolutely. Uh, when you start reading stats about negative uh, correlations, negative and positive, I mean, that stuff is just based on. A lot of it is based on like so many, so many samples, such a sample size of a, you know, like some of it's small and doesn't matter. Some of it is so it needs to be so big that we'll never see it in our DFS days. So, you know, we got 17 games out of the year. So, yeah, you can play it if, if, it, if it works. In this case, it works because on one side, Elliot does what he does. And on the other side, Saquon, you would at least want one of these guys to be able to catch passes. Against Dallas, he has four career games. Saquon has 28 receptions against Dallas. Like he catches seven balls a game against Dallas. That's what they that's what they've given up to him. Uh, and I, I pointed this out in the uh, lineup HQ was uh, now you got Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator, and one of his things in the past was he gives up a lot over the middle to running backs and and, and people who are willing to go over the middle and catch passes. So. Yeah, Elliott could run on one side. Saquon, it could be the run back on the other, catching a bunch of passes. So, yeah, they're in play. I think it's a good offensive game for both sides. We'll see the injuries in the Giants receiving core, how that plays out, but maybe a maybe a Galladay. Although, you know, Trayvon Diggs has looked very, very good. But, uh, we'll see how that plays out. But I think it's a good offensive game, and Dallas is going to hit you. We got to dig in and see where the Giants' weakness is because Dallas has proven right now at this point they will attack your weakness. Even if even if they have a strength on offense, they'll stay away from it just to attack your weakness. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, I do one before I jump off this game. I do want to say thank you, Jalen Smith, man. You had a good run, but you know, your time's come to an end. And also, we never we didn't even point out, but man, big shocker today was Stephon Gilmore getting yep. cut by the Patriots. So two big two big name. I don't know if they're still you know up there physically, but two big name guys out there on the free agent market now for defense for my. Pick here. I'm going to take the over in this game. All right. Gilmore was traded to Carolina. So he ends up, the Panthers lose J.C. Horn. They quickly go out and acquire C.J. Henderson. And now they get uh, Stefan Gilmore, I believe it's for a six-round pick. So uh, I think a lot of teams are probably saying, why the hell didn't we pick up the phone and, and make that call? And I don't think Jalen Smith will be out there for long. I mean, the dude's an athletic freak, kind of fell out of favor in Dallas. But uh, I think he'll find a home here sooner rather than later. So uh, interesting though to, to see guys like that just just flat out cut or traded uh, for nothing is crazy. So, uh, Derek Chop, what was your pick on the game? I somehow missed over. That. I'm over. Over. Gotcha. Okay. 
Derek, let's go to you. Wrap us up here. A, a lot of fantasy-friendly uh, plays in this one. Big total, Giants and Cowboys. Yeah, I love uh, Chop's Saquon stat. Uh, I think he's in a great spot. He's played at least 84% of the snaps three weeks straight. Uh, if he's going to get a lot of uh, dump-offs underneath, I love that. Um, looks like Shepard and uh, Slayton both didn't practice today, so uh, keep an eye on them. Uh, Galladay could get the Diggs treatment. I mean, Diggs has been awesome. He's got five interceptions through the first four games. Uh, so if that's the case, I mean, Kadarius Tony, Evan Ingram, uh, I think they're both interesting uh, sleepers there. Daniel Jones, you can always play him with his rushing upside. Cowboys, yeah, I mean, you can play everybody. Uh, I don't really have a strong preference. I like CD over Amari just a little. Uh, I like Zeke. I like Dak. Uh, but, yeah, you can play everybody. And I will take the over as well. All right, two for two on the over here. I, I hate to be the party pooper here, but I'm going under on this game. I, I think Dallas controls this game, and we know when they do that, uh, they play at a very slow pace. Uh, they can run a lot of clock with, with Zeke and Pollard uh, eating things up. I, I just The Giants look good last week, no doubt. I, I just don't see it with this offense. Saquon I like here. Otherwise, I don't want Daniel Jones in DFS. I don't trust any of these receivers. So uh, I think this could be an uglier game that, than people realize. And if Dallas controls it, they're just going to kill that clock. So as much as I want to add to the parlay card, boys, I, I'm going to go under uh, on this game. So uh, that leaves us with Jess Green Bay uh, as the, the pick of the week. So uh, we're riding with all our eggs in the, in the Aaron Rodgers basket, minus three at Cincinnati. So, all right, we went over an hour here, so a little longer than we wanted to, but I uh, wanted to get you all the information, all the picks. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Guys, final thoughts here for the people for week five. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, great time as always, guys. Thank you for watching. Uh, I was going to make a, a parlay since I'm here in Vegas. I was going to bet on our parlay card and give out the winnings next week on the show, but uh, oh. I guess, guess I can't do that anymore. So uh, good luck, everybody. Make sure to reserve your spots. And uh, yeah, we're always available if you have any questions. Now, you should have said that in the beginning. I would have forced yeah. some stuff into the into the parlay just 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 to see the ticket from, from the from the casino. So uh, Derek, have a good time out there, buddy. Uh, enjoy Vegas. Chop, final thoughts for the people here. Week five. Yeah, man. Get in that contest. Fill it up. Uh, get in. Fill it up so early that Derek doesn't even get a chance to play this week by the time he gets home. That'd be that'd be exciting. And uh, take advantage of all the free money we're giving away on this thing, man. So uh, have fun with it. Week five. I'm, I'm ready for it. It's going to be the one where we, we turn it around and we get it going. Absolutely. Our boy Chris Kirkwood just popping into the chat. So shout out to him. Make sure you go and listen to their show as well. Uh, must listen there. So uh, appreciate that, Chris. Uh, again, Roto Grinders logo on FanDuel. Make that your avatar. If you win the tournament this week at FanDuel.com slash OG, you're going to win a year of Roto Grinders combo premium over $1,000 uh, in value. So uh, just a simple switch there. Let's fill that tournament up. Again, get in there and reserve it. Just a $7 single entry tournament with $5,000 to the winner at the end of the week 18. For Head Chopper, for Notorious, I am Beer saying salut. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you for listening. Good luck this week. We'll talk to you next week.